Good evening, and welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Hey, this is our 101st episode. By God, does it go fast. My name's Jack Mancini, and I'm a business coach with Maximum Value Partners, and I'm here tonight in the studio with my longtime business partner at MVP, a Mr. Adam Sunhalter. And we are here tonight to talk about small businesses. And boy, do we like to talk about small businesses, or business stuff. That's a better way to put it, especially tonight. We have a special program tonight. Uh, Adam and I were spending better part of three hours yesterday trying to develop a marketing plan outline. Uh, we've done this before. We've done this through the years. For small businesses, marketing seems to be the most elusive thing to really put your teeth into and make work. And by God, we can prove it with our own efforts. Now, we, we hired a, a PR specialist or a marketing specialist, not PR, and he's a good guy, and we like him a lot. We just started out with him, and so we're going to bust his uh, butt here a little bit as well as we move forward because what we're doing is using the outline that he's requested us to, to use to gather information about our company, Maximum Value Partners. And what we're going to do is kind of talk about some of the questions he's asked us and go back and forth, Adam and I, about some of the answers that we gave him. And it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's interesting. And it really makes us think. And this is something we, we teach our, our clients. And we've had success doing it. And by God, we've had success ourselves. But what we want to do is ramp it up a little bit. So what do you think, Adam? Why don't you... Why don't you uh, say a few wonderful words here, and then let me come back and read the first question here. A few wonderful words. Absolutely, Jack. All right. So first off, thank you again for being part of the show. We always uh, love to thank our loyal listening audience, not only here on WINT, but also in the podcast sphere there. We, as you always know, you're always invited to be part of the show. We're here to share and talk about small business stories uh, from, the from I almost steal Jack's word, our anals. Annals. Annals. Wait a minute. <laughs> the annals. Annals. The, the annals. annals of MVP lore of all the clients we, we, we've worked with over the years. Usually it's some recent stuff, as Jack said. The, 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 the topic tonight is one of our seven keys, which is a marketing plan. It's the third key of the seven keys that we coach our clients on. And uh, if you want to be part of the show, you're always welcome to do that. We've got Kurt working the board tonight, and he'll be happy to answer your phone calls at 440-946-9468. Again, 440 440- Nine four six nine four six eight. You can also tweet at us at, at @maximumvp for our company. You can do it at Jack M M V P if you want to tweet at Jack, and for me it's at Adam Sonhalter. We also take emails radio at maximumvp.com. So yeah, as Jack said, marketing plans are one of the things we focus on not only for our clients, but uh, unlike many professionals, Jack and I actually take our own advice and guidance because what we teach our clients is not stuff that we've <laughs> learned in a book or, or that we've read about somewhere right. unlike, or, or, or unlike, studied. <laughs> unlike most professionals, you're right. We, we actually go through something this. They never, they never try to use. <laughs> and we're constantly working, working on the marketing piece of this. And you know, Jack and I have been together for 15 years. And like many small companies, the, the majority of our work comes from referrals and word of mouth. So over the years, about two-thirds of our business comes through word of mouth and referrals. And we've been involved with hundreds of small companies. And I don't care whether you're a professional service firm 
a retail firm, a manufacturing firm, you name it, referrals are the number one source of business. So what does that mean? Uh, if you're very good and, and, and deliver a good product or service, your clients are happy, your customers are happy, they're going to talk about it, they're going to introduce you to, to, to some other people. So one of the biggest ways that, that, that most small companies market themselves is by delivering a very good product or service. And the idea of putting together a true marketing plan, and, and we, when we talk to our clients initially, we'll talk about marketing plans. And one of the first steps there is to educate them about what marketing is. Because we are constantly amazed how many folks will use the terms of marketing and sales and basically have them be the same thing. Or they'll, they'll, they'll use them uh, interchangeably. Interchangeably, right? right. And we help them understand that marketing is very different from sales. They're obviously very intertwined. But the marketing part, the whole purpose of marketing is to generate qualified leads for your business. So that could be somebody walking into your physical location. It could be making the phone ring. They could be making uh, or having the email box start to kind of fill up. Um, have if, if it's a fax machine, if you have faxes still coming in, whatever it might be, but it's to, to, to bring a qualified lead to your business so your company can now have a chance to be able to offer them some of your products or services. And you know what we found, Jack? We've talked to people about this all the time over the years. Is We usually find that sales is not the problem. That's correct, though. That is that is that is correct, Adam. So, so what that means, folks, and think about your business is if you're seeing a qualified prospect, you come into contact with that with that qualified prospect. We found that most small businesses are usually pretty darn good at converting that qualified prospect into a customer. They may not do it ten out of ten times, or they may do it seven out of ten times, or even five out of ten times. So usually sales is not the biggest issue. The biggest issue tends to be they aren't getting enough qualified leads that their company is coming into contact with. So that's what we'll define as being a marketing issue. And so a lot of times early on, what we spend time with is helping our clients understand marketing. And what we found too, as Jack uh, alluded to, we, you know, we just recently engaged with somebody to help us. And, we, and we've engaged over the years now, what, probably six, seven, eight firms, Jack, and professionals. Yeah, yeah, it's been quite a few. In a variety of marketing areas. So there's a lot of different marketing areas that are out there. And we, <laughs> I remember like it was yesterday, Jack. You know, we, um, for those of you who are in the Cleveland area, um, there's a, a publication called Cranes Cleveland Business. For those of you who are out of the area, there, there are other local Cranes uh, business publications in, in most major cities. And one of the things that they do here in Cleveland, I'm assuming that they, that they do that in other locales as well, is they'll list each week uh, different uh, you know top whatever firms okay so top engineering firms in the in the area top employers in the in the area and it was probably it was probably every bit of eight or ten years ago I remember Jack coming one morning and he had ripped out some pages from 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 Crane's Cleveland business and it had a listing it had three separate listings it said top marketing firms top advertising firms and top public relations firms and Jack was reading through, you know, they had the top 15, let's say, for each of those, those sections. And as part of that listing, it would list, you know, the, the company name and their address and phone number and their, their CEO or president. And then also would have a little blurb about what their company did. And Jack's scratching his head going, you know, I'm reading these things. And I can't tell the difference between a marketing firm and an advertising firm or a public relations firm. Like they, they all sound like they're doing a lot of the same things. How are these things different? And what do you know, was, was it like three years ago, Jack, I think it was, where they, they decided to merge that yeah, list into no, one? Oh, that's right. They started to kind of figure it out. But it's, 
It can be very, very confusing and frustrating and complicated. And, and, and again, we, we've come into this discussion so far tonight, Jack, and talked about this term marketing. And I know that you and I have a very similar visual in mind in terms of marketing, in terms of what it is. But I know our listening audience, if you talk to, t- to, to, to 100 people who are listening to us right now, Jack, we're going to get 100 different answers probably as far as what marketing is, except for our clients who they better get a much better <laughs> much right. better answer, at least a, a clearer answer. But uh, marketing can be, can, can be different things to different people. So very simply, let me just frame it real quick and then we'll, we'll, we'll get into some of these questions here, is marketing is three, three main components. Your targets, which is you know, your customers, you know, who, who are they, who should they be. Your message, in terms of why they buy from you. And then the channels, in terms of how you communicate that message to those targets. So targets, message, and channel. Those are the three broad components of marketing. And as we start talking about some of these questions tonight that our, our, our new marketing professionals kind of armed us with, we'll use that framework to kind of talk about it to keep it simple. Because Jack and I, are, yeah, we're, we're good and we're simple guys. We're good at keeping things simple. But things can get are real we, complex real quick. Minded? No, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of complexity <laughs> to make things simple, or a lot of sophistication to make things simple. But things can get real confusing, really quickly when it comes to when it comes to marketing. We have a bunch. We, we, we had ten questions. I think it was ten questions. To ten kind of questions. Start with. And we, ten, ten and questions. And I know we aren't going to get to all ten, Jack, because we we don't. We'll be lucky to get the one number one the way it's going. Let's see. You so. said a few a few words. I, I'm, I'm a man of not not too few words sometimes, Jack. That's, so I, I so go, go ahead. I noticed tonight's one of those nights. So anyway. Okay, we got 10 questions from our newly hired marketing consultant. And I'm going to read the first question, and we, we have lots of answers. And as I said, we talked, we being Adam and I, talked for about three hours over this. Not just this one question, but probably four, no, maybe five, six of them out of the 10. We didn't finish yet. So the first question. Which service offerings seem to get used the most, and how do you facilitate those offerings? Huh? Now, I'm going to read that again. <laughs> I'm going to read that because you've got to read it a couple times. And I think our new marketing consultant is out there listening. If not, we'll have, we'll, this will be a podcast, and you should listen to all 101 of our podcasts because they're terrific. Anyway, which service offerings seem to get used the most? And how do you facilitate those offerings? Now, this is a question, one of ten, that is driving to help us identify our company in a way that it can be expressed and put out there to attract leads, to attract customers, ultimately. That's what we're after. So, Adam said, huh? With a question mark. That's a pretty fancy question. And we don't like fancy questions, but we like what that question is asking. Because those words are difficult words. Give me a simplified statement that's going to ask the same thing, Adam. What do you do? That's it. What do you do? What's your company do? What does it do? Do you know? So everyone, not everyone, but many small business owners out there are going to disgustingly say, hey, I know what I'm doing. I know what my company does. And we would beg to differ. And if anyone wants to call in and challenge that, we'd love to talk to you. But this is a question, the first question on our marketing 
plan that we're after. So, so let's give him an example. And to be fair to our, to our marketing guys, so th this question came because he was reviewing our website, Jack. Okay, mm -hmm. If you want to look at our website, you can follow along here a little bit. It's at MaximumVP.com. And one of the tabs there is services. Okay, So we have 10 services listed there as part of what we do. So as he's getting to know us, he's asking that question. So, okay, so which of these service offerings, so with that in mind, which of these service offerings seem to get used the most, and how do you facilitate it's, those it's offerings? A, it's a good question, and it's an appropriate question. But we got to poke at him because this is done in fancy pants way. Oh, yeah. All right. So, but, so when we take a look at this, well, here's what's happening. Here's, the, 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 you know, what, what Jack and I do is we're business coaches. If you listen to, to one show or 101 of our shows, Jack says every time, and I've, I, you know, I've mentioned it a few times because I'm a man of few words, is <laughs> we're business <laughs> coaches. And what we do, our primary, what we do day to day, we, and what we, uh, we do every day is we coach owners of small companies. And it's Jack and I meeting with our clients. And so we're, pro we're providing business coaches or business coaching services. And what we try to do is we try to give some examples of, well, what exactly does that mean? How so what you, are you delivering to your customers? Well, how can you put it in few words? How can you condense this down so that somebody you're just meeting or somebody who's just hearing us for the first time gets it right away? Business coaching doesn't quite do it. And even with definitions, it gets long. And it's difficult to do that. It's difficult to condense what your company does unless you're selling popsicles. It, it's, it, it has complexity to it. Well, even then, it's different. And we'll come back to it here in a second. We, we have our first break, Jack. And so get ready. We'll, we'll go through some examples of what, what we have on our site and talk about it a little bit here in terms of what it is that we do. It's much like the answer question of what do, you, what do you do in terms of trying to pull together marketing plans. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are having a good time tonight talking about marketing and talking about marketing plans as they fit into our overall plan for making profits. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. All right, welcome back. We're here live on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Welcome back to the show. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I am Jack Mancini. And yes, welcome back. We're uh, just starting out to talk about marketing plans and our, our new advisor on putting a marketing plan together. And we're talking about a 10-question questionnaire that he gave us to fill out. And he wants that for discussion, to facilitate discussion with us, and to ultimately see us in a way that our target markets would see us. That's kind of what we're after. We want to make it simple. We want to make it fun. That's what we want to, we want to have this, this definition of ourselves that would accomplish that. And so far we don't have that. We, we've been a very successful company and will continue, but we could even make it much more, as is the truth for your company, if we could have a good marketing plan put together and execute it. So when we went on break, we were just starting to talk about business coaching. The first question was, what service offerings seem to get used the most, and how do you facilitate those offerings? And we 
talked about what a fancy pants question that is, but we got down to it because it's a good question. You just have to peel it back in its simplistic form because that's what we like to do, do things simple. So, so, so yeah, we that started question. talking about coaching, and yeah, go on, well, Adam. So, so the question, this is a question that we asked ourselves and we're asking you, is, is what do you do? And so we simply explained it, and to be able to, 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 to define our product or service, we said business coaching. As we're going to break, you said, well, it's, it's never that simple. So you said, you know, hey, if I manufacture popsicle sticks. Well, you know, it, it's a very good example you know, that, that I remember from way back, Jack. People talk about the idea of somebody's going in trying to find a drill bit, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what problem are you trying to solve? I'm trying to drill a hole. I'm trying to make a hole. Lots of ways to make a hole. A drill bit's one way to make a hole, right? But again, what problem are we trying to solve? And so that's, again, so a popsicle stick. What's it being used for? Is it being used for a popsicle? Is it being used as a tongue depressor? Is it being used to, 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 to make a craft? Yeah, it's, what are you trying to, to, to be able to solve for? So be able to, to, to define what it is that you do. And so the question that, that was coming off our website, he's looking at, we had, we had listed 10 services there in terms of what, what it is that we do that Jack so eloquently talks about, hey, we're business coaches. But what, you know, what does that mean? So we try to give examples of what some of the things that we do in terms of what, what problems are we solving or addressing. So it's things like family business issues, buying companies, business transitions, getting financing, business plans. Okay, lots of things that we help provide as part of our business coaching. Well, it took we, us a while to get the, 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 the boil. This is going back a few years, Jack. We were, trying to, we were trying to articulate what are some of the common things that we help people with. Well, the complexity of trying to get a simple sentence that fits all situations is the challenge. And it's almost an impossible challenge. As these offerings we have are numerous and they, they aren't they aren't necessarily uniform in, in what they do in terms of the markets they hit. So family business is is uh, different, obviously, than a non-family business. So if if we're putting that out as one of the things we offer, chances are we aren't going to get many inquiries out of curiosity by people who own non-family businesses. But we should be able to get family businesses if we choose that to be one of the offerings that we want listed. So we, we listed probably, between ourselves here, we probably listed 10, 12 categories of, of offerings that our business coaches would coach on. And we have family businesses preparing to sell companies. That, that's a lot of them. Group coaching, that's something that we want to bring business owners together and and talk about their businesses, each of these definitions have a unique uh, connotation to it of, of basically uh, doing something, hitting a segment that is different than the others. It's very difficult to define what it is. Well, I mean, we can list these things, but then squeeze it into one sentence. Well, the, How do you do that? Yeah, well, and again, these things are all business coaching. I'll go back to your popsicle stick example, Jack, right? So... You know, again, the, the way the way somebody's you know enabled you to hold up that popsicle or, or is able to be used as a tongue depressor, or able to be part of that that craft project. Well, the answer is a popsicle stick, but starting to address again a problem that's being solved. That's really what that's really what your product or service does. And so, 
as Jack mentioned in the first segment, we'll talk to a lot of our clients about this or business owners about this, and they'll almost kind of nonchalantly just brush it aside. Hey, I know what I do. Don't ask me such a silly question. Of course I know what I do. It's, it's stupid, right? That's right. And we sort of got to delve in, and all of a sudden we're half an hour into discussion. They can't explain what it is that they do in terms of, again, what's the benefit of what you do and, and the result that you're looking for? You know, what are you trying to provide? I remember having a discussion with, with one of our personal training clients for you know, years ago about this. What do you do? I'm a, I provide personal training. Well, what the heck does that mean? We went through we, we, it was through multiple discussions over over a number of weeks to kind of get it narrowed down in terms we of never, what do you provide. We never did get it narrowed down, and we have a client who's who's uh, five years into coaching with us, and well, that's a that's a different story. <laughs> that's his that's his vision. That's, 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 that's some of the the Germans b- bomb Pearl Harbor. I know that's good. All right, <laughs> so. So it, it's trying to get it figured out and, and, and really focusing hard on what it is that you you deliver. You know, we have clients that provide managed services, okay, which which is you know helping to keep the the computers going, but it's not managed services. You know, what are they doing? It's 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 solving a pain or a problem for somebody. Hey, maybe maybe somebody got hacked before, or maybe their their, their production facility went down, or they they can't get their, their their systems to talk to each other. It's different things where again you're you're providing a service, you're solving a pain. You're, you're creating some sort of pleasure, whatever it might be. There's a certain result that what your well, product or service does. That's ultimately where we're at. This first question asks, what offerings do we use right now? It isn't, it isn't asking for the depth and the final outcome of what that service does. It just asks what the services that we provide sound like. So we listed several, and we chose three because I want to get on to question number two. But those three that we selected, this is a business coaching company, now, Maximum Value Partners. We're trying to pursue an answer to what service offerings seem to get used the most. And we picked two-on-one coaching. We're very unique with that. Most people coach one-on-one if, if, they're, if they're, you know, called business coaches. The second one is business transition. And that's pretty much specializing in family, and we combined that with with uh, uh, business planning. I mean, family, small family businesses is what we like to say we do. And the third one is group coaching. Those are the three things that we do: two-on-one coaching, business transition. You know, you're going to pass your company down to your siblings or a valued employee who's been with you a long time in your company, or the third one is group coaching. All right, so we're taking a step from a very broad anyway, definition. Let me just finish, yeah. A broad definition with numerous offerings. We squeeze it down to those three. And just by going one level deeper now, we're going to have a whole different pr- perspective on things. So instead of trying to build a marketing plan, again, let's come back up to the, to the way to the top, Jack. Instead of trying to build a marketing plan around business coaching, we're going to talk about starting to build a marketing plan around two-on-one coaching, business transition, and group coaching. That's each right. one of those and have discussions on each one of those things separately because it's going gonna, it's gonna to branch off and have, a, have us have a different mindset in terms of who we're talking to. Come back to my, to, to my target discussion. Who, who are we trying to talk to here? And the messaging is very different. Because the, 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 the points of what you're going to get in two-on-one coaching versus group coaching where we're talking about a business transition. To your point, Jack, if we're going to focus on business transitions, for somebody who's 
maybe struggling through a turnaround situation where, where we're having a, a declining business and they read about business transition, they're thinking, heck, can somebody take take all my pain away? Perhaps they may be thinking about a transition versus somebody who's kind of stuck bumping along where things are okay or they're maybe going through hyper growth trying to figure things out. They aren't going to, they aren't going to, the message for a transition won't, won't necessarily ring true to them, right? But, but big for, but, two T's. Big but. Right, big but. And what that is, now we start to cascade this down into even another layer. So if we just stick with business transition, there'll be people who will identify with that. But what about business transition regarding family business issues? Now we, we have either we've, def- we've defined this even further. And each of these can be a multiple segment for marketing. I mean, it's, it's a good way to list it. We have many more categories here. But a family business in transition, hey, that's a pretty cool market for us to coach. And that's cool because we probably have 30% of our coaching clients through the years who fit that definition. So once we start to lay that out, we have clarity of where we want to point our message once we get it developed. That's what our target market would be. Family business issues in transition or families running business family businesses in transition it's it's a great way to go it helps you define what you're doing business coaching doesn't quite cut it but that sure cuts it and we can do that with several more of these listings that we have yes it does and we'll get the question too when we come back from the break jack up against our second I break knew, race. I, knew Funny that, how that I, goes. I knew this would would go so fast <laughs> well, that we, we can do 10 over the next 10 weeks yes we can all right all so right. I'm Adam Sonalter. That's Jack Mancini. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 1015 FM, and online, WINTradio.com. All right, welcome back. We're live here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Talking about marketing plans and all kinds of fun stuff. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are talking about developing a marketing plan guided by our newly hired marketing expert, marketing consultant. And what he gave us was 10 questions that he wanted us to ask as he starts up with us and tries to understand what we do. And as always, these questions sound kind of fancy. But they're good, they hit the point, and they make you think. And Adam and I spent three hours on this yesterday, just sort of defining what it is we're, we're doing as a company, who we are, what do we offer, how do we express ourselves simply, and to the point, with brevity. So we just finished one question, and now we're on question number two of ten. And this question is, what is the unique selling proposition for your company and the services cited. Wow. Huh? That's another fancy <laughs> pants question that Adam just answered with a question mark himself. And that question was, huh? <laughs> 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 That's right. Eh? What are you talking are you, about? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> hey, hey. Are you talking <laughs> to me? <laughs> huh? Huh? Okay. So... I'm gonna. I gotta read that again because even though I've read it probably 12 times, I don't fully understand it. But I think <laughs> I do, and we'll try to put it in simpler terms. What is the unique selling proposition for your company and the services cited? 
Wow. Unique selling proposition. That's a fancy pants word. Those are fancy pants words, Adam. Yes. But they're good words, and it makes us think. It makes us think when we have to take the question and spend 15 minutes trying to understand it. And, and that's a good thing, and I mean that, because it makes us think in ways that are very productive. So what is a unique selling proposition? What in the world would somebody want to be coached by us for if they even understood coaching? So we talked about family businesses in number one. Why would a family business who has issues pertinent to uh, family issues, obviously, wh why would they want to have us as a, as a coach? What do we do? What will we bring to the table to help those issues? What would we do? What would, you know, what would we do with a family in transition in a, in a small business, trying to pass it on to siblings, something like that? Well, that's a unique selling proposition. So if we're sitting across the table from a family member or family members who are going to try to transition their business, that's one issue. What would we do and how could we do it to make them get excited about saying, hey, you guys can really help us? Right. So being, uh, being able to articulate this. So the, the idea of a unique selling proposition, and to Jack's point, we were talking about it quite a bit. We actually had our, our, our guy, our marketing guy, and said, well, we think we know what you're talking about here. Why don't you, why don't you just explain it to us to make sure we're on the same page? And for those of you who have no competition out there, you can ignore a unique selling proposition. He said, this is, this is important if you have competition out there, where your potential customer is going to be talking to not only you, but some of your competitors. And so what message, coming back to you know, one of our key tenants in terms of marketing plan was, was the message. What message are you going to deliver to that person that's going to be different from your competitors? And not just different from a snazzy marketing slogan that you can, you can, you can be creative with, but something that you can actually deliver on. World, the world is too saturated with marketing slogans. All the good words are used up, and they're, they're used up so much that there's an initial skepticism with people, a couple generations, multiple generations, who have been saturated with marketing. There's only so many words you can use to define wonderful. And that's one of the problems. It's difficult to come up with a unique selling proposition. But as always, Maximum Value Partners comes up with some. Well, we had we had some, but here, here, here's where some of the, the, the difficulty comes in. And, I, and my guess is some of the folks listening here, Jack, because we know a lot of our clients have trouble with this too. We know when we get in front of a qualified prospect, and we meet with them, and we start having discussions and start sharing our stories, hear their stories, share stories of clients of ours, and we start to, to interact with them. I guess in terms of how some people might think about that, that's almost kind of a free trial. They have a chance to kind of try us out. Much like this, this radio show and podcast. People have a chance to get a feel for us, Jack, right? That's right. They have a sense of how we think about stuff, how we approach stuff, how you and I interact in terms of you know, what's going on when we agree, disagree, kind of bust each other's chops back and forth. They have a feel and a sense for how we are. And a big part of what we provide and what we do, you know, families don't take it lightly nor do they let you in easily to their inner sanctum in terms of what's kind of going on so they've got to be comfortable with us and our approach and how we talk to them how how we relate to them and so there's there's so much to, to, to your point jack to try to take a couple hour meeting 
and all the things we do in that kind of a discussion and the questions we ask and it's not like we you know we aren't pro- pre-programmed robots going in knowing I'm going to ask question A then question B then question C then question D it's we we have a feel to it in terms of what's kind of going on how are they reacting what things are really challenges for them based on experience that we have then we'll we'll, we'll share different things and how do we encapsulate all that to put it into a USP not a USB, but Ooh, a USP, a unique USP. selling proposition. That's right. And it's something that we've been wrestling with for the better part of the last 15 years to try to be able to do that. Because it's, uh, and we tried, to, to your point, Jax. We had, we had some things we try to pull together and, and, and summarize, and some are a little bit more wordy than others, but I felt okay because our guy's example was pretty wordy too. So I felt better about our, our wordy response. Right. <laughs> but even some of our shorter responses, try to, again, Trying to encapsulate, whether it be in four words or in four sentences, here's kind of what we do. It's a great humbling exercise. Humbling because you you think it sounds easy. Hey, what do you do, Mr. Client? What's your business? And they give a quick answer. And you say, well, wait a minute. If you start to question it, and if that person is open to that, and you you start a good intellectual conversation, you aren't going to finish in an hour. You're going to talk about a lot of a lot of things that will come to basically render your your one sentence or three word slogan for what you do useless because it doesn't fit all markets it doesn't fit it's rare that it does so like business coaching what does that mean well we talked about our offerings now we're talking about a selling proposition that's unique we have competition, and they're using words that we came up with, and they came up first, and we came up first, or we came up second. Who knows? But they all sound the same. So how the heck do we get something unique? I don't know. We have a lot of ideas here, and we're going to launch a couple more ideas with our new, our new consultant, but uh, we don't have the answers yet. Let me give let me give a quick aside here. It's related to this, Jack. Sure. You know, one of the things that we've done over the years, as I mentioned in the opening, we, we we've engaged you know half a dozen or eight or ten marketing firms, marketing professionals over the last fifteen years, and quite a few of them have gone through the process where they've interviewed clients of ours. And if you've never had a you know a third party interview some of your clients and customers, I would strongly recommend you do that. And this isn't a survey monkey email thing it's a sit down and talk with somebody whether it be for five minutes for half an hour for an hour and truly engage them in a discussion and find somebody who's good at interviewing people much like i was describing before in terms of how we will do our initial interviews and screenings with with potential clients and prospects somebody who's good at that because what happens and every time we've had somebody do this there are little nuggets that start to kind of fall out right Right. And wh- what I mean by that, you know, th- these little nuggets are things that, you know, I know from our standpoint, for, for, for Jack and I, we kind of take for granted in terms of, well, that's just how we do things, right? That's just how we are. It's part of our our value system in terms of how we approach things. And there'll be little nuggets that come out of it. And, and going way back to, to, to the early days of, of MVP, one of those first little nuggets when we were first starting out was that we had alternated between meeting with clients together and separately and everything else and 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 everybody who was talked to mentioned that they liked having both of us around how the meetings were very different when jack and i were both there versus just one of us 
And you know, you haven't had that chance to experience that yet if you're if you're a loyal listener to our show, because we're always both here. But I know if I'm not here one day and it's just Jack or, or, or Jack's not here and it's just me, you'll see it's different. Some oh, may say better or worse, experience. but it's it's certainly different, you know. And, and from our standpoint, and from our more importantly, from our client standpoint, the value delivered in their mind of having not only both of us there at the meetings, but another little nugget, a big part of what we do is we're available to our clients 24-7 in between for phone calls and texts and emails. And the, the fact that, that, that we're available, that we, we get back to them on a very timely basis, you know, we always say we'll get back to you within 24 hours. Usually it's much quicker than that. They're, they're used to, and this is you know, part of the bane of being a small business owner, they're used to many professional service folks that don't get back to them very quickly, maybe days or not at all at times, they, where, they, where they're totally dismissed or, or kind of disrespected. Or when, when they do call them back, the, they, they can hear the cash register kind of ringing in the background where, where they have them on the meter in terms of what's kind of going on. So it's a, it's a very different approach. So the fact that, that we're available like that is, is a big deal for them. I guess we, we, we've gathered some nuggets over the years from people interviewing and talking to our customers. It's a, it's a great way because, again, there may be certain things you're doing that might be this unique thing that you're, right. that, 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 you're, that you're, you're, you're overlooking because you're trying to, you're overthinking it. Like we often do, Jack, we're, we'll overthink and overanalyze things where it's like, hey, it's right there under our noses. I didn't even know that that was really valuable to the market, but it is. Well, when you, when you ponder this question about a unique selling proposition, we, you, what you do is ideally get a whiteboard and start putting phrases, thoughts down on, on that board and then just stare at them and talk through them. Things like real-world experience. You know, we have tremendous experience. And then when you couple that with two-on-one, two-on-one coaching, there's always both of us at, at each of these coaching sessions, one watching while the other talks, vice versa. You, you don't miss much at all. Given the experience that comes to play, you almost miss nothing. So we can counsel people in ways that very few coaches or coaching teams do. So we're, we're working on unique propositions, and that's, you know, that's a couple of them. And, you know, we create calmness for, you know, much, many of our clients when they've been working with us, they, they deal not so much with the seven keys all the time, indirectly maybe sometimes, but they have real issues that they're going through in their company, and they don't have anyone to talk to with confidence who understands them like we do. So that's a big deal, and we're, we keep searching for this unique selling proposition. And we try to keep things simple, and we do a good job of that. And we teach in a way that's very practical because of our experience and our awareness. You know, we can see when we, we take on big words like fancy pants words like I was just talking about here. Uh, hey, we're, we're one of you. You know, even though we've been at senior level big company uh, uh, situations where we're executives in those environments, we're basically blue-collar folks at heart, and we love it. You know, we aren't like these politicians who take off their $1,000 suit and go put on a flannel suit because you're going to go talk to a bunch of guys down in uh, Ohio somewhere. You know, it's just uh, we're unique, and we're trying to express that without without being too... Well, I don't even know the word. What would the word be, Adam? How do we want to express i got to ponder that while we're at break here, Jack. We're up against it. So <laughs> think about your uniqueness before we come back. When we come back to our last segment. We said we had 10 questions here. We're on number two, as, as usually the case. 
So we'll get through probably the rest of number two. Maybe we'll get into three and four. We'll jump around a little bit like we did yesterday, Jack. So let's see what we got in store for you in our last segment. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sunhalter. That's, uh, that's and I, Jack. And I'm Jack. I'm Jack Mancini. You can call me Jack. There you go. All right. I don't need my last name. All right. All right. There's Jack. All right. Stay tuned. More Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio. <laughs> WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, com. We're back at it here for our last segment of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Thanks for being part of the show again tonight. Listening in, our loyal audience, we appreciate you being here. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I am Jack Mancini, and we are rounding the horn. I thought you were just Jack. I am Jack, but I'm also Jack Mancini. And I know, I was only going to use Jack, we'll but go with, we'll use one name. It. Had to bring it. Had to bring it in. You're Adam, and I'm Jack. You're just Jack. Just Jack. <laughs> JJ. <laughs> What we're doing, what we're doing tonight is trying to get through a 10-question analysis of our existing business and our desired business. How do we get clients? How do we deal with them? How, how, how do we have clues to come up with unique selling propositions? How do we develop clues to, to basically find the clients we want? Uh, that's what we're doing tonight, and we've gotten through... Well, we've got. Well, we're going to say we got through two. We could still talk about two, but that's it. One and two. And I'm going to jump over, Adam, to our hit list here. Jump on yeah. over. This is a a bona fide list. The bona fide. Bona fide. Our our advisor gave us his list to ask questions so he could start to look into our soul, and he gave us these ten questions, and we spent untold hours. I told those hours, so didn't I? There were three of them, and we spent yesterday, so it's not untold. <laughs> it's retold. Anyway, retold hours. That's right. So I'm going to jump over to number five rather than go in order. Going in order is boring. We don't like to be boring. That's so for I'm going to go one, go two, ahead. five. Okay. So one of the, the fifth question is, what does a dream client look like? Mm. So here Adam and I are looking for ways to improve our marketing. And this is good. These are good questions. It makes us think and talk and come up with ideas and challenges. You guys should uh, be lucky out there if you could come to one of our sessions because it's a lot of fun. Now, this one is a lot of fun. So what does a dream client look like? Now, that's a good question because if we could identify what a dream client looks like, then we have a chance, especially coupled with the other nine questions, to go out and find more clients like that. I think that's called profiling. That's probably not a politically correct word, but really makes no difference to me. And, you know, the, the best way to, f to find out who the heck you're after or who you're looking for is to grow the success that you've had in the past. And we've had much success um, using that, that technique. Sorry, I, uh, I'm, I'm distracting. Point, you're I'm pointing just me distracting Jack as he's talking about dream clients. And the, the visual coming to my mind, Jack, is something our audience will relate to. I know you will, too. I dream of genie. Oh, boy. Absolutely. That's coming to mind for me, Jack. So get that visual in your mind. Okay. All right. So go ahead. What, what were you saying? So, yeah. What? Who? Okay. Dream client. What does a dream client look like for us? So we pondered that, and we listed several of our clients, our existing clients, because that gave us more depth in, in trying to scratch out what a good client looks like. You know, that's, 
That's an important distinction. You know, we, we've been together now developing our company for 15 years, and we're growing very nicely. We want to grow again uh, to try to give a, a little rocket boost to the process. That's why we're doing what we're doing. And, you know, it just made me think about startups and how difficult startups are. Because we can ask somebody who's starting up a company, what's their dream client? And it's going to be all theory. It's going to be theory because they don't have any clients. They, they don't have any history to draw on. So we named a bunch of clients. That'll give us vision and clarity to what we're looking at. And then we started to talk about characteristics of those clients. Well, hold on. So, so slow down. Slow down. You're going, you're going way quick. Really? Yeah. Okay. I know, I know we're short. And wait, is, I wonder, wait, I wonder if I'm, I'm talking loud enough, too. It's good when you talk straight <laughs> in the microphone, Jack. It's when you go to the side like this and you talk off the side like this versus talking into the microphone. I like to go off to the side. No, that's why people uh, can't hear you. All right. Oh. So Wait a minute. Can they hear me tonight? <laughs> Anyone who can hear me, I can call hear in you. and tell me. Yeah. <laughs> if, you can't, if, if you can't hear me, call me and tell me. That's right. They, they can't hear you, so they aren't going to call. There you go. That's All right. Well, I've been asking hey, you listen, hey, won't go into Are you it, listening yeah. to me? Who? Answer me. Shut up. Wait. You, okay. Listen to me. Wait. What's going on? Are you Tell talking me. to me? All right. Hold on a second. So, <laughs> clients. Let me come back to that for a second, Jack. So, I can't get how, do you, how do you define? <laughs> Go on. How do you, it's a it's a Jack just Jack proof paperclip. How do you define a good customer? Oh, wait your a point, That's what I said. Except no, well, I saying, use no, the word saying, client. Okay, a good client, a good customer. <laughs> but you're saying if, if you start out, you don't have them, so it's, it, it becomes just a, a a figment of your imagination. But to be able to define what a good customer is going to be. So what does that mean? It means I want more good clients. And so I, I identified probably 12, 15 of our existing good clients. Now I got a real good picture of what I want. Now well, I got to go out and find them. That's right. Well, of course. That's what I just well, said. Well, a good customer isn't always somebody. Uh, people often look at their their top customers being their best customer, and they often define top as well, that's not top in sales. I'm trying, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> relate to our audience here, too, where they're at. Well, you're confusing I mean, they, them because that's not what we do. No, well, I think that's where many of them would be. If they asked them for their their, their best customers or top customers, they'd they go press and report their show. Here are my top five customers in terms of sales, sales and revenue. dollars. That's right. And they say, that's great. We, we know, Jack. We go through that list. I guarantee you, at least one or two of those top five are very slow-paying clients. That's or right. Or perhaps they're, they're, they're paying the butt to work with because they're, they're, they're having to jump through all kinds of hoops for these people. So why are they or, any good, Adam? Well, because they're my top revenue customers. Is that what you mean by my, my best no, customers? No, not, our, top not ours. That's a lot of other people. Right. We, don't, we don't classify. Well, revenue is certainly a, a characteristic, but it isn't, it isn't the top point. So, so what can, are some of them? Oh, you have my notes. You can, can you read my handwriting on there? No, my, I can't read it. You, you want me to read it? Wait, they, I'll read the ones <laughs> that I can read here. All right, I'm off to <laughs> Wait, the side of read, read, the, read the ones you can read. It's like, call in. <laughs> let me call read. in. If you can't hear me, call in and let me know. That's you can right. read the I'm ones gonna, you can read, I'm going to read That's the good. ones I can't read first. All right, first. go ahead. No, no, I'm going to read the ones I can't read first. <laughs> okay, you better. <laughs> okay. I can't read them. That's why it's silent. <laughs> Okay, they got to be coachable. Coachable. That's our criteria, and it's somewhat subjective. But if you're a bozo in our eyes, it ain't going to work. So we aren't going to be able to coach you to success if we don't have the chemistry that, that comes across with those intangibles that you can only feel. Very difficult to, to describe those emotional characteristics that connect people. So if you're coachable... That's that's a that's a big plus, a very big plus. In fact, it's a must. 
Multiple people involved. I don't know what that one means. So multiple so, people involved. We have uh, probably almost half of our, our of our clients that there are multiple owners or partners involved. But when we get involved with a client too, it's not only with the owners; it's often with the key management team. And we know what works best is when we not only are able to, to talk directly with the owner, but also talk directly with some of their key lieutenants, so to speak, and to be able to reinforce messages and get a different feel of what's going on as we get more involved at, at, at different layers of the business is what we're talking about. That's okay, that's right. I remember that because it was only yesterday. We, uh, we're, also, we're also looking for clients that are actively looking for help. So if, if you're running a small business and you basically are pretty content with what you're doing, you aren't going you know, you to be a good candidate for us for sure. We want people who realize that they've been looking in all the wrong places many times and they just aren't making the progress that they think they should. And they realize they're missing something about business, but they don't know how to frame it at all. Why could you? Because you, don't, you only know what you know how to do, right? Just like I can only read what I can see here, but I'm able to read stuff that I can't see. <laughs> Looking for looking wait, wait. for looking I, for a love. I was the, pausing uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have, I have, I have, is it you messed me up. Is Adam. that an Eagles song? Looking for love in all the wrong places. No, the Eagles are over at St. Edward tonight. No, not those Eagles. Look, the, the good Eagles. <laughs> one from California. <laughs> Eagles are Eagles. Okay, <laughs> wait. What's the other one I have here? I can't read this. What is this read? What is this word? He can't read Recognizing. it. Recognizing. Recognizing. Yes. No, that's not. Yeah, no. recognizing that they need help. Okay. <laughs> I say no. That's something else. That's one of those words we can't read. How about, but they got, how about the value system that they have? If, if they you know, are only in it for the money and they lead with those kinds of, of questions, uh, chances are very good you aren't going to stack up as a client for us. We want people who, who look beyond what can, one of their first two, three questions should be built around the fact of what they do, what their value proposition is, what their service is. Hey, I, I can really help people with this. We're, we're, looking, we're looking for people who, who get fulfilled, who enjoy helping people. Not to a fault, I mean, in the sense of giving everything away. This isn't a, uh, an excessive charity here. This is a for-profit business that we coach. And although we do coach nonprofits too, but anyway, I'm getting all kind of signals over here. It feels like the fan was just turned on, so it must be nearing an end to our it is. program. It here, is. Adam. I, I think uh, you know this is. We didn't get anywhere in this tonight. Sure, we did. This is this is a good insight to give people a sense of just how messy it can be to start to c kind of pull together a marketing plan and help to give you some explanations as far as why most folks don't even engage and start in it because it can be a pain in the budinsky. Badinsky. All right, a big butt with two T's in it. So, all right, <laughs> thank you for being part of tonight's show and listening, and we appreciate you being here every week. We're here every week, every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, and we'd love to hear from you. If you have, you want to get a hold of us before then, you can email us at radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call, 877-849-0670. Hey, learn more dirty secrets of small business next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 1015 FM, and online at wintradio.com. <laughs>